Good morning and welcome to St. Peter Cathedral as we celebrate the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our celebrant today is Monsignor Stieber. He will be assisted by Deacon Londo. Our scripture readings can be found in the diocesan hymnal beginning with the entrance antiphon on page 673. That's page 673. We ask that you help us preserve a reverent atmosphere by turning off all cell phones and other electronic devices while at the cathedral. Our announcements today are the following. St. Peter Cathedral is in the need of ushers, especially for the 1030 Mass. If you're interested, there is more information in the bulletin. The Carmelite Fall Festival, formerly known as Silver Tea, will be Saturday and Sunday, September 9th and 10th at the Monastery in Iron Mountain. Raffle tickets are on sale in the parish office if you're interested. The Altar Society is looking for donations of jewelry for the St. Peter Fall Bazaar. If you have items to donate, please drop them off the parish office. Thank you for the beautiful items that have already been donated. Our opening hymn is All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, number 270. That's number 270. Please stand and let us begin our celebration of Holy Mass.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. be with you and with your spirit. Welcome brothers and sisters. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you my brothers and sisters that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask the Blessed Mary of the Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
us pray. Show favor, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. reading from the Book of Wisdom. There is no God besides you who have the care of all, that you need show you have not unjustly condemned. For your might is the source of justice. Your mastery over all things makes you lenient to all. For you show your might when the perfection of your power is disbelieved. And in those who know you, you rebuke temerity, but though you are master of might, you judge with clemency, and with much lenience you govern us. For power, whenever you will, attends you. And you taught your people by these deeds that those who are just must be kind. And you gave your children good ground for hope that you would permit repentance for their sins. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Forgive. 
You, O Lord, are a guide merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in kindness and fidelity. Turn toward me and have pity on me. Give your strength to your servant. Lord, you are good and A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit because he intercedes for the holy ones according to God's will. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. According to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowds, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came 
and, the sowed, and sowed weeds all through the wheat, and then went off. When the crops grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have all these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been set, said through the prophets. I will open my mouth to, in a parable. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then he dismissed the crowd and went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows the seeds is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up in fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of, the, of, it, out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. This parable of the weeds among the wheat, when I pray with it, I often am brought back to a childhood memory when I was just a boy at one of my grandmother's homes. She had a beautiful vegetable garden in the back and was trying to help me learn how to discern the weeds from the vegetable plants. And I wasn't doing so well, so grandma taught me how to mow the lawn then after that. 
can be difficult to discern weeds from the wheat. And also we know that for all of us, when this applies to our souls, that we're all a mixture, aren't we? Mixture of virtue and some pockets perhaps of some vice or imperfection at least. We're not all completely perfected yet. And we could say the same for the church, the body of Christ, the church of saints and sinners, a mixture. And certainly our culture, very much so, a mixture. And the need then to discern. Father Thomas Green was a Jesuit priest who wrote a, a book entitled Weeds Among the Wheat. And he said that what's really important is to be able to discern what's from the Lord, what's not from the Lord, to discern the Lord's inspirations from the enemy's lives. And it really flows out of our relationship with the Lord, and how he continues to work in our lives. And so it says that the good seed was sown by the Lord, the bad seed by the devil. Think of the good seed as the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, the words of God's uh, scriptures, the teaching of the church. Think about the enemy's lies and deception, temptations. So both things are going on. And in the midst, it said that while they were sleeping was when the enemy planted the bad seed, while they were sleeping. So some commentators highlight that saying, the Lord's also reminding us of the need for vigilance as we discern, vigilance to watch out for the enemy's strategies. So the weed sown is very interesting, uh, an actual literal plant in the Middle East. It was called darnel or cockle. It was a weed that looked very much like wheat until it got matured. So it was easy to, to mistake it for true wheat. And if you harvested the darnel along with wheat and then ground it up together, anything you would have baked with that flour would make you quite sick, nauseated. So the, the effect of a bad, fake wheat compared to the true. Jesus tells us that the master chose to leave the weeds and the wheat grow together for a time, but that they would be harvested and leaving them for a time because it could harm the good wheat trying to tear up all the weeds. So the Lord's patience and kindness allowing for time to go, but that there would be a final harvesting. And Jesus there is pointing to the final judgment when the Lord will come again and separate the sheep from the goats. Remember that story. The Lord will indeed come with his angels and those who are good, who follow the Lord, will reach heaven. Those who are the, the ones who are tempted by the enemy and didn't return to the Lord, they reach hell, which they have chosen. So a reminder from the Lord that indeed our, our choices lead us in a certain direction. Our choices lead us to certain destinies. And so remembering the weeds among the wheat to want to allow the Lord to teach us and guide us. And how does he do that? In the meantime, while we're in this time of both mixtures, the Lord tells us in the first reading today from wisdom, he says, you gave your children good ground for hope that you would permit repentance for their sins. So the Lord gives us a good ground for hope in that gift of repentance, 
that we can always turn to the Lord, be forgiven for our sins. And that's the journey of this life, isn't it? But that gives us hope. We're not caught forever in our sins, but we can be converted over and over by the Lord's mercy. And also, in the second reading, St. Paul reminds us of the Holy Spirit praying within us when we don't even know how to pray. And the Holy Spirit uh, who intercedes for us with inexpressible groaning. And in a certain way, we see humility in truth as that path of repentance. Humility that we can grow through in the sacrament of reconciliation. Or that humility that those who are working 12-step spiritual programs know in the fourth step, we say, made a searching, fearless, moral inventory of ourselves. And then the fifth step, admitted to God, myself, and another human being, the exact nature of my wrongs. So even in a program that's not a sacrament, we see that wisdom or humility, being honest, acknowledging the mixture that we are, we can turn to the Lord and grow stronger. The Lord offers that, offers us his graces. I was thinking of a wonderful story of one of our young saints who uh, wasn't even a, a Carmelite yet, but Saint Therese of Lisieux, before she was actually a Carmelite, was growing in her own spiritual life of trusting in God's mercy. She really had a deep sense of how merciful the Lord is. And she began wanting to pray for those who might be in danger of going to hell. And she learned about a criminal who had been arrested and sentenced to death. He had killed a couple of people, very ruthless. He had no signs of repentance, didn't go to confession. And it came to the day of his execution and Therese was praying, had a mass offered for him. His name was Pranzini. And Pranzini, she learned through the newspaper afterwards, was going up to the sentence of death, to the guillotine. And there was a priest there with a crucifix. And at first, Pranzini didn't do anything to move towards the priest. He got really close to the instrument of death. And just before he was going to place his head down, he turned to the priest, took the crucifix, and kissed the wounds of Jesus three times. And then he died. And Therese took that in her hope that he had turned to the Lord in the last moment, that he repented. So she thanked the Lord for that mercy. And she, again, grew in that role of intercessor through her life. The beautiful sign of trusting in God's mercy right to the very end but taking that last moment to turn to the Lord, just like our story of the good thief on the cross with Jesus. The Lord is always waiting for us, always wanting us to turn. And so as we celebrate the Eucharist today, we can thank the Lord for the graces he gives us, for repentance and giving us hope and his mercy, and also the grace of the sacraments of reconciliation and the Holy Eucharist where Jesus gives us his mercy and his very self so we can keep growing towards the holiness that he calls us to. Let's thank the Lord for his great mercy and also be patient with others and with ourselves, and be intercessors for all those that we know.
Let's stand together and profess our faith. <clears throat> I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Jesus Christ has taught us how to enter the kingdom of heaven. Let us pray for the coming of that kingdom, knowing that the Holy Spirit is within us, helping us to pray that our Bishop John may follow God's will and seek the good of those he serves. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those entrusted with dispensing justice and interpreting the law may look to Christ as a source of wisdom. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we may wait for God's harvest time and not pass harsh judgment on others. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the aged in our community may be sustained by our thoughtfulness and friendship. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we may give thanks for all that we have, such as family, friends, our Lord who gives us all we will need for eternal life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer that those who have died may gather, be gathered into the harvest of the kingdom, especially Gina Green, for whom this Mass is offered. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, please grant our petitions, the pleas of your people, expressed by the Holy Spirit. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please join in singing our offertory hymn, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence, number 322. That's number 322.
Pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. <laughs> o God, who in the one perfect sacrifice brought to completion varied offerings of the law, accept, we pray, this sacrifice from your faithful servants and make it holy as you bless the gifts of Abel, so that what each has offered to the honor of your majesty may benefit the salvation of all through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and eternal God, for in you we live and move and have our being. And while in this body, we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. You, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and John, our Bishop, and all those who holding to the truth and on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants and all gathered here whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you the sacrifice of praise, 
or they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true, in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, mother of our God and Lord, Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmos and Damian, Therese and all your saints, we ask that through their merits and prayers in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family, order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from de eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you've chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks. He said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. History of Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ, your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, 
offer to your glorious majesty from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask, O Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants, who those sinners hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share in fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints, admit us we beseech you into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ.
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Now let us offer one another a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I want to take a moment again to thank all of you that have been so generous participating in our capital campaign, raising the funds there. Recently, there was an amazing event that happened where there's a donor who wants to remain anonymous, gave a lot of stock to our cathedral parish. And the stock was just sold for us, and the total value coming to us is $3,051,281, all for whatever ways we need to use it. So the Holy Spirit was really working in that donor's heart, blessing so many people now. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. The Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, in St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly, through the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. As we are sent forth, please join in singing our closing hymn, Now Thank We All Our God, number 440. That's number 440.